Well, we made it through Championship Sunday in the NFL. Two amazing games. Welcome to the Bearded Carcast. I am Mike Pacheco, Dave Friedman. Nine episodes here in Season 2 already. Hard to believe. Uh, on the precipice of the Super Bowl, we have, I guess, two weeks to go now because we have the off week. But what two just unbelievable We're taking games. an off week in the podcast next week. So yeah. we're going to break down what happened in the championship games. We're going to look forward to the Super Bowl. It is a fun time of year. Those two games going in. It felt like they were going to be good games. An hour before the games were played, I was excited. I wanted to watch. I wanted to see what would happen. And in the end, and we'll talk about all the minutia of it, but in the end, you have to say that those four teams all really, really strong and pretty evenly matched. And, I mean, isn't that been the long-term goal of the NFL and of Roger Goodell? Well, and you want to have the four best teams meeting in the, you know, for the for the right to go to the Super Bowl. And numbers wise, and you know, both first time both games have gone into overtime, right? Yeah. Uh, now you could now the Saints probably have a beef that uh, it shouldn't have a gone totally to overtime. Totally <laughs> realistic, understandable beef. I was so looking forward to if the Rams win killing Sean Payton about not covering and not seeing <laughs> the first quarter right. onside kick coming. You could see it coming yeah. from a million miles away. I texted a friend of mine before third down, and I said, if they don't convert here, are we going to see a Johnny Hecker pass? Because Johnny Hecker's a really good passer. They were down 13 yeah. nothing. The Saints get the ball and score. The game's probably over. And you know and the that— the Saints were in the same position a week before. Exactly. And that's how—how how does Sean Payton not see not that see the fake coming? coming? Yeah. Because I, I thought it was pretty obvious that there was a strong likelihood. Hey, if you put the defense on the field and they punt right. it, no big deal. So you lose a little bit of field position, but you got the ball down 13 nothing. But— Throw that away and throw the play calling away. And Johnny Hecker has thrown like seven or eight. Passes. More than that, yeah. like twelve or thirteen. Yeah. But but and, and you want to criticize Payton for the play calling at the end? He could have run the ball three times. They could have given the ball back with less than forty-five seconds to go. But if a call that should be made is made, it's all immaterial unless they miss a chip shot field goal. Yeah, no doubt. I mean the wrong team is going to the Super Bowl. Does that mean we have to change the rules? Maybe, maybe not. Does that mean we have to change replay? Maybe, maybe not. But the team, whether you thought the first three quarters and 12 minutes were officiated well, not officiated well, played well, whatever, the, the team that earned the right to kick a 25-yard field goal to go to the Super Bowl didn't get that opportunity. Now, there are a lot of calls that you could go at throughout the game. Should that have been called? Was the right call? I don't think we can complain about 50-50 calls, 60-40 calls, but that should be pass interference, I don't know, 99 out of 100? Well, it was a, it was actually double. I mean, it was passing right. interference, but it was also helmet-to-helmet -helmet, uh, defenseless, you know, you know, the receiver situation. Right. So Here's the other problem, though, because – you absolutely want to get the calls right. I completely understand that. Makes make makes complete sense. But you also don't want to have to stop the game every every other play. That's right. You know. But what's the answer? Because the wrong team I know what the is answer in the is. Super Bowl. I'll tell you the answer. Because I saw this commercial like 30 times. And if you and I had computer degrees, this is what we should be working on right now. Artificial intelligence in combination with all the different camera angles you have now. 
you know, you have a live person, you know, with this artificial intelligence, but in real time, you know, maybe if you could program this uh, artificial intelligence to be an aid to the officiating and it would spit out, hey, this is what, you know, you know I mean, Mike that's Flor- the answer. Mike Florio tweeted that, and I have no idea whether he is mouthing off or knows something, but he says all the time the league office is phoning down or through the, the technology communicating with the referees and has some say over calls. He said that Al Riveron needed to say, Step in. yeah, hey, this is going to be a late call and it's going to look like it was a late call, but it's going to be the right call because it's obvious to anybody watching, throw a penalty flag. Yeah. You buy that? I think that we have the technology to do it. Why not? I mean, should there be an official every game, whether it be in the booth or in New York City, that can raise his hand and throw a flag? I think with the technology we have now, I think that's not crazy. So then, now ten years ago, that you would have been like, no, because, right? But now with the with all the different angles that they have access to, and can they throw any flag or only certain flags? Yeah, that's uh, that's a good question. I, I I don't I I we have not pre-discussed this. I have, I have no opinion. I, on pass that. interference is by and large a judgment call, right. Unless it's totally obvious. If you don't touch someone, it's not pass interference. Right. And if you tackle someone, it is. I I don't think anyone that watched that game and now has seen eighty four replays would dispute that that's pass interference. But I I would say this though. Uh, I I and, and this is probably the obvious thing to say, right? It, Somebody that's a like a Mike Pereira, somebody that's been in the league, should be in that in that role. Sure, but you believe that we should have a third party or not a third party, a, an extra referee, somewhere watching the game that can make a call off the television. It makes sense to me. We have 4K TVs, we have a million angles, but is that going to lead to more stoppages? More replays, more time. Like, are people going to bemoan that? Well, and, and then people are going to say, well, then why even have officials on the field? You can just call it from the booth. Well, I think that's realistic. I don't think we should have umpires on a the field. There's big, fat dopes who don't know anything. <laughs> if we had a machine calling balls and strikes, right. it would be faster and more accurate. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't have officials on the field. Just get in the way. But the technology exists now that these are not crazy conversations. No, it's not. But, but I mean, in the next two weeks, and, and I think people are really excited about— I mean, you still got to have the—I the, 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 will say this, though. And I know, again, in the spirit, we do want to get things right. But there is a human element. I mean, there, is, there are, what, four or five professions that you cannot make a mistake. I mean, obviously, pilots, you want to be perfect. Doctors, you want to be—surgeons particularly. And referees. Referees have, you know— you don't get a chance to get a do over. If you make an error on the field, you don't get a chance to do over. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's part of the game. The officiating is part of the game. The problem is the technology is caught up with the fact that, that you can aid in making these calls. And I think maybe t- the time has come to have – I don't know that it's that crazy to have somebody um, who is an official, maybe a long-term official, uh, and put them up in the booth, you know, like a um, – You and I have talked about the standard of proof, though, and – when it comes to replay, it is my belief that it should not be indisputable evidence. It should be more than likely. I think you should overturn calls at 51% because you're more than likely got the call right. Because if you say 99% is the, the 
level of right. we'll only turn it over than if it's 70% or 80%, you don't change the right. call. You're more likely to get the call wrong. But if we're going to use officials in a booth, if they can call anything, then you're looking at why even have the officials on the field. Well, I think the 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 process to me, Dave, would be maybe not necessarily have them call everything, but have them be as a, like maybe what they're doing now is have them as an aide. But if, if you don't see- let them call everything, we're going to get into. But yes, they- coach, you're right. But the official in New York City isn't allowed to make that call. So, but well, let's go back to the argument of holding on every play. Right, right. I mean, you could. So, I mean, there is kind of a flow. The one problem having an official up in the booth is is that flow. I mean, I think it, it hurts. Could the, you could you take it? Whereas you have a different camera angle. You have eight different camera angles and eight officials watching those eight camera angles, and those are the guys that officiate the game. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I could buy that. I, I think it's okay to have one as an aide, but to have eight guys sitting in front of it just. I mean, maybe it's analytically correct. I just it doesn't feel right. Yeah, I just it, it concerns me that it, let's say you have one, but if you don't give him full autonomy to call everything, then you're going to get into situations where you go well, maybe pass interference with something he wasn't allowed right. to call. Like like where are you going to draw the line? And then what game are we going to get to where we go, "Yeah, you're right, but the official doesn't have Is this the a power giant do is, that?" But have we opened Pandora's box in the sense of are we better off just going with what we have on the field? No. We have the wrong team in the Super Bowl. The system is broken. It doesn't work. But you can't have a guy. But the, the camera angles can be deceptive, too. Sure. So it's that's why there has to be that balance between human element and technology. I don't think you can just strictly go with technology. Right. But if you strictly go with people on the field we have yesterday and they have a replay system but the replay system doesn't allow them to change that call and and it's, it, it, this has been the age-old problem with replay and and well, yeah exactly where do you draw the line you know i think didn't this Bill, is didn't a Bill great Belichick... football game and we're not yeah. talking about the football game it was a great, great game great game both great games i mean the the, the rams and the saints are worthy Super Bowl participants with brilliant coaches, great offensive players. Aaron Donald, who no one is really talking about today, completely changed the game because the reason that the Saints' offense didn't function at the incredibly high level that it normally does is the Saints saw Michael Thomas double-teamed on virtually every play. So normally, the way they address that is they go to Camara. But because the Rams are able to get pressure with four, they've got seven dudes standing back that can both double-team and hold Kamara reasonably closely at bay. Aaron Donald may have been the most valuable player in the game, and we're talking about officiating. But there's no answer. Let me ask you this. We don't have the answer. We don't know exactly what they should do. We have our opinions. In August... Are we going to have something? Is something going to change? Well, the overall, the overtime might, may change. 
Well, that, that that's game two. But is something going to change with pass interference, or are we going to go into next season with the exact same scenario that we can go into an AFC or NFC championship game, a call can be blatantly blown, undisputably, and the wrong team can go to the Super Bowl? Will that be fixed or not? I can't say 100% certain it'll be fixed. I can guarantee with 100% certain it'll be talked about. Yeah, it'll be talked about. I'm, but remember in the preseason this last year, all we talked about was the targeting and the ejections. Right, right, that right. hasn't been a factor at all. No. Should that have been called on that play? I thought it was. But we just ignored that too. Yeah. It, it, it's crazy. I mean, the overtime rule, you, you're right. That's going to be another huge topic of conversation. Cause this well, what's, is, here's the, but, but what's uh, – there, there, there is something to be said for letting the game play out, right? Because youth in football, you almost could stop it after every play and have it judged as to whether, and then, then you have no flow. Then, it, then it's then it's like uh, it's like the end of a college basketball game where both teams are in the double bonus and you're just shooting free right. throws. And I mean that's sloppy and it's ugly. It's I, 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 I think with, the, and maybe that's where your idea is. Maybe allowing the guy in the booth to to throw a flag or or, or call down to the head referee and throw the flag, and then they discuss it, and then they can either, you know. Have thirty seconds to talk about it, look at the video, and pick it up, or or continue with the penalty and and adjudicate. I'm not sure that the replay system shouldn't be every play is being replayed up until the next snap, and there's somebody that has a lot of power that can say, "Yep, that's a penalty. No, that's not a penalty. Yeah, it's good. No, it's not good." And if I guess that gives an advantage to a team running a no huddle offense, so yeah. so be it. I, I I'm not sure. There's not a good answer right well, now. There's not, but I think we can agree that what we've got going now doesn't work. Right. This is the Bearded Car Cast. <laughs> what do you want me to say? With Mike Pacheco. I'm Dave Friedman. Thanks for listening. We'd love to get your emails, beardedcarcast at outlook.com. If you would follow us, that would be fantastic. If you would leave us a positive review, that would also be outstanding. There was tell a, two friends. Have them listen. There was another game yesterday played. What do you mean? There was a game after, <laughs> oh, right. yeah, yeah, after yeah. the Saints and the Rams. They played another game where the winner got to go to the Super Bowl. Right. It also went to overtime. It did go to overtime. There also was some questionable officiating. Uh, yes, there was. And it was funny. The uh, anti-Patriot crowd came out in full force last night on Twitter. I would say this, uh, and I'm trying to be objective here, even though, you know, my allegiance, you know, growing up a New England Patriots fan, um, there were some questionable calls. I, I think there were some questionable note calls that, that both teams benefited from. I don't think the officiating decided the game. I don't either. The rules did. Yes. Well, the overtime rule did because all you have to do is go down and score. We had a, a touchdown long or a discussion score. about this. I think it was in October when Darren Gant was on the yeah. podcast. And I told you my buddy has that idea that the way you play overtime is sudden death, but you have that bidding system. I'll take the ball to start at the 20. I'll take it at the 15. <laughs> I'll take it at the 10. I'll take it at the 5. Give me the ball, my own one-yard line, good to go. Right. That's a better system than what we have now. That's – what about the college if, system? If, if, if the 
or a if, modified if college. If the Patriots system. had to go 99 yards, that would have been better than having to go whatever they went, 75 or 80 yards. The Patriots won the game. They won the game fair and square. The rules are what they are. They won the ball. They took the ball. They went down the field. They scored. They won the game. As the game is currently constructed, congratulations. They did it. They also drastically and vastly outcoached Kansas City in the first half of the game. Bill Belichick in the first half had an answer for Patrick Mahomes and ran the ball down their throat. Now, Andy Reid made some adjustments in the second half, and yes, they came back, and yes, they took the lead, but the Chiefs lost the game in the first half. If they had scored once or twice in the first half, we wouldn't have been talking about what happened in the second half in an overtime. And had the Patriots, uh, Tom Brady not thrown that bad pass right in the middle to Gronkowski, uh, the atrocious interception on the second drive of the game. Yeah. Right, it would have been 14 yeah. I mean, it, the, the Patriots could have run away with the game in that respect. But if Andy Reid had counterpunched early, yeah. then it's a close game. And if they go on they that made run their like they ended up doing, yeah, it, it, exactly. You know, you know what's ridiculous? The time of possession in this game. regular, Just in the... Uh, the f- well, the, four quarters. Patriots had the ball 39 minutes. Well, the first drive of both last week's game against the Chargers, this week's game against Kansas City, in a large part, kind of told you the way the game was going to go. Now, obviously, we got into the high-flying fourth quarter in overtime, but but that first drive, don't think that didn't impact the entire rest of the game. Oh, absolutely. Here's the other crazy thing, too, in that game. The Chiefs scored 24 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, the first touchdown, the majority of that drive, that was like a four or five minute drive. The majority of that drive was in the third quarter. They scored in the early, you know, early seconds into the fourth quarter. They only had the ball for three minutes and 13 seconds in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But but let's get to the big debate. The Patriots won. The Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. We'll talk about who's going to win the Super Bowl in a little bit. But what about the overtime rule? I've always been, and I know this is the anti uh player safety argument uh, I think it should be a full go a full quarter and then I think you go into something if it's still after that next 15 minutes it's still tied then you go to either what you're talking about that bidding system maybe you do something like the college rules I don't know the 25 I would pipe or what do they get it they get it to 25 in college right maybe move back a little bit it's not I don't think it is fair as what, current, what it, about just a very minor alteration to what they have both teams have to touch the ball yeah that's fine too but but if if after the Patriots scored that touchdown, the Chiefs got the ball and they needed to match to tie the game, would somebody have argued about that? No, I don't think so. No, to play the devil's argument for what they have, the Chiefs could have gotten a stop defensively and then they could have gotten the ball and kicked a field goal to win the game. It's not as though they didn't have an opportunity right. to win the game. Their defense just wasn't good enough to right. do that. So I well, I, mean, I think that I think. Uh, I mean, I know you you, you take the points where you can. I'm, if I'm uh, Burkhead, I I, I might have considered stopping at the one. Well, the problem with that is you're down you're down four points. So if you stop at the one, it's not no, but, you but, but kick they, a chip shot field. No, goal. no, 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 no. But they still had it was 39 seconds. They yeah. still had time. They could have easily gotten back up, 
Run one more play. You right. score there. Right. Now, now the counter argument is okay. What if they get stuck? You know, I understand all that. But I mean, I thought with 11 seconds to go in regulation, the Chiefs are out of timeouts. Yeah. They should have taken another shot at the end zone. Yeah. I mean, I They'd think they have the chance. best quarterback yeah. in the league. Yeah. Now, if you take a sack, you lose the game. Right. If you throw a pass in the field of play and get tackled, you lose the game. Right. If you take a penalty, you might be out of field goal range. So there's risk. But you've got. But I think it's a quick read. I think it's it's if you got it, take it. If you, there's nothing there, throw it away. Kick the field goal. I got the MVP of the league. Yeah. I'm taking a shot. I have a hard time believing that the Patriots would not have said, we got one chance to win it. We believe in Tommy. If oh, he no, doesn't have anyone open, we'll chuck it in the they, cheap seats. That's exactly what they would have done. I think so. No, we saw in the Miami game that they lost on that uh, that crazy play at the end. They gave away points at the end of right. a half in that game trying to get a little bit greedy and make an extra play, and I think Brady took a sack, and, yeah. and they didn't at the end of the first half. So it, it, it can't come back to bite you, but if you've got the MVP – I, I'd yeah. take a shot at it. Now, uh, before we uh, – well, I guess moving into the Super Bowl now, and uh, this probably a good opportunity to, to take our mailbag because uh, Jeff and Peabody uh, writes in, beardedcarcast at outlook.com. Now, the line has since changed, but the game opened up, uh, Rams by, I think, a one and a half. Yeah, well, and, and I, I think because you briefed me on this, he he asked the question of us, why did the Rams open a favorite, right? Yeah. And my answer to you was, it, it's the analytics of it. The power rankings, the people that do numbers, think the Rams are better based on a 17-game regular season and a couple games in the postseason. For the bulk of the season, the Rams have been the better team. For the bulk of the season, the NFC has been stronger than the AFC. But the public, who was doing the betting immediately yeah. after the game, they see it the other way. They see what they just watched. Right. The last two weeks, the Patriots were terrific. Yesterday, the bets come in right after the Patriots dramatically beat Kansas City, and the money immediately shifts to New England. So I think the professional bettors are going to be on the Rams. Right. But the public betting last night with two fists, they turned that thing around pretty quickly. And the I would say more of the same from the Patriots as far as now granted they're going to go up against um, a better defense st more stout defense but I would imagine the game plan going in for them is ball control keep the Rams off the field and tr get off to a good start and try and you know get some quick touchdowns that's like easier said than done against the Rams uh, particularly with what we saw from their defense yeah, I mean, I think the Rams are better, but I thought the NFC is better all season long. I think the Rams are better at most positions. Remember when I said this last week about Kansas City? Yeah. I mean, in the end, Bill Belichick won that game. If you said to someone that watches the Patriots very closely, hey, uh, if you could take one person and they were the most valuable, the key to winning that game, it was unequivocally Belichick. He held Kansas City without points in the first half. And then in the second half, did you read this this morning? Did you read Peter King's article? I did not read that yet, no. The touchdown to Gronk, that was put in Sunday morning in walkthrough. <laughs> they put in eight yeah. plays Sunday morning. Yeah. What? <laughs> Who does that? Bill Belichick. I mean, they won the game at the point of attack. Yep. And it was a brilliant game plan. And that's why you've lost a lot of money betting against Bill Belichick over the years. And I didn't bet on him, but I would have lost last week against yeah. the Chargers. I would have lost this week against Kansas City. And I'll happily lose with the Rams because I think the Rams are better. Well, the one thing that concern, well, the big concern offensively for New England is kind of the concern that they had coming in the last couple of weeks is uh, 
you know, no Josh Gordon, no kind of over-the-top type guy. I mean, we talked to Reggie Walker about that last yeah. week, and, I mean, it's amazing that you know they're going to Julian Edelman, and, and he's open. they still, yeah. he's he's open. Like, Well, you know what's crazy, too? I mean, and Brady, at the, the wonderful, you know, plus 40 age that he is now, uh, what I think it was the last one he threw to Edelman, just threaded the needle. Yeah. And not only that, Dave, that last drive in overtime, they had third and ten three times and they converted. Yeah. I mean, I think there's an argument to be made, and I made the Aaron Donald argument yeah. a little bit earlier. I think there's an argument to be made that despite both of those games having a lot of points, that they were won on defense. And again, I understand that the Chiefs went down the field in the fourth quarter and in overtime, but... The Patriots won that game in a large part with their defense in the first half. If Kansas right. City scores, same thing with the Rams with Aaron Donald. I believe the Rams have a better defense than the Patriots do. But one team has Bill Belichick. Yeah, no doubt about it. Now, the big storyline uh, was already started at, at the end of the um, in the postgame show last night. But is this kind of like the torch game, right? I mean, it's it's the young genius against the old genius you know, with with McVay and Belichick. I mean, there's going to be so many storylines about that. I was really surprised that McVay, with about seven minutes to go in the game, at the one-yard line with a chance to take the lead with a touchdown, opted for the game-tying field Yeah, I did goal. too. I thought he was going to go for it. I mean, the, the way we've seen him coach kind of yeah. regularly and the way the NFL has gone, that was pretty surprising. It, it worked out in the end, but I, I was very surprised by that. Well, the other, and the other interesting thing in the Chiefs game, you know, Tom Brady throws two interceptions. They had that um, – they got stopped on fourth down. And so, essentially, it's three turnovers. Uh, and they still managed to win the game without forcing a turnover from the Chiefs. Yep. Well, that defensive performance in, in the first half was, yep. was pretty well, good. Well, that was brilliant, and, too. And, and part of the defensive performance was exactly what you said. It was the Chiefs were never on the field. Yeah. They I weren't mean, on the field. And then when they were on the field, uh, the Patriots said that they basically uh, double-teamed Tyreek. Terry Kill, uh, and Chiefs weren't able to get any kind of running game going. And, and they did. They A lot of pressure from the Patriots' defense. That's probably the best first half all season. For yeah, and a lot of it's Patriots the offense. Defense. When you run the ball effectively, your yep. defense is fresh, yep. and, it, and you wear out the other team. But, uh, you know, it, it's a compelling Super Bowl with the up-and-coming flashy Rams and the old guard Patriots. Is this the last chance for for Brady and Belichick yada 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 and I know you're a Patriots fan it seems to me that this is going to be the cheapest Super Bowl ticket in years because there are no LA Rams fans it's just not not a passionate fan base as the team has no, just come New back England, into town New England travels though they do but it's the same as Alabama and Clemson those teams travel like crazy but if you have really wanted to go to a Patriots Super Bowl You've already done. You've already done it. There's yeah, no. There, there's that's no. This is a once in a right, lifetime right, right, thing. Right. It's not a once in a lifetime thing. They've been there consistently. I saw. Well, this my brother texted me this morning. He said he saw something on on Twitter uh, that uh, people, some people in New England, are suggesting that they call the Super Bowl the New England Invitational. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's hard to argue that at this point. But like, I saw it with the Warriors. The first year the Warriors were in the NBA Finals. This was like the most tip, difficult ticket in the history of the NBA because it was a star franchise that hadn't yeah. been there in 40 years and they win it and each year since tickets have been a lot more available and affordable if you're the Patriots 
over and over and over and over again. If you did it once and you say, all right, well, there might only be two times. I got to do it again. By the time you've reached this point, you're refinancing the house. I mean, no, oh, they're going to be passionate fans. They're going to be rich people, all of that. Do it. But, like, the Rams don't have a lot of fans, and it's a long way to travel. It's a long travel. way from L.A., The yeah. Patriots have done this deal already. I, I, I think, I mean, relatively speaking, much in the same way of the national championship game in college football, there are going to be some pretty, pretty reasonable tickets. Bearded Carcast, you can join the conversation at Bearded Carcast on Twitter, Bearded Carcast at Outlook.com. So should we give our uh, early picks here? Yeah, I like the Rams. You like the Patriots. I like the Patriots. Doesn't Easy. Take a ch- you, you didn't need to listen to the <laughs> podcast to, to hear that. I mean, I mean, I am concerned because this, uh, well, you know, obviously, you know, we saw the Rams up close. I've seen the Rams a couple times this year. I mean, defensively, very stout. You know, uh, Todd Gurley seems like he'll, I mean, right now the indication is he'll play. Uh, now that's an interesting kind of subdrama of the game. Todd Gurley, we don't know whether he's injured, right. and went to Sean McVay and said, "Hey, man, I'm in. If you want me in, but I'm not the guy that you've ridden for the last two years. You consider your options." Or McVay said, "This dude's not right. I'm going to play someone else." Either of those completely viable, but wouldn't most running backs kind of like act out on the sideline, biggest game of their career, not getting the ball? He seemed to be like a total team player in that. I know, and they even mentioned that in the broadcast. It it, it appeared like he was on board. Whoever or whatever the decision was, he was certainly on board and in peace with it. Yeah, and we have no way of knowing what Todd Gurley is going to be in Atlanta. So like uh, that that right. would be another drama. I mean, if, if he's healthy, he's really really good. Yeah. CJ Anderson. My god, talk what a about story. like I how know. much money is he going to get in the off season? <laughs> if, if this whole deal didn't work, he he'd be lucky to find a job. Yeah. Now he's going to be, you know, like someone's going to use him. this year. In fact, and you know, correlation or not, I don't know, but after the Panthers cut him, their slide progressed and then uh you know didn't really i don't even think he got a touch in oakland and then he gets picked or uh yeah they're still in oakland <laughs> and then um yeah and then and then with the rams he's, he's been a great story and you know a big part of you know their success the last couple weeks man these are just two franchises that i mean you start with the the patriots you know you just feel for the boston sports fans I know. they never win I know. anything no they don't i mean but there there is a, there isn't a titled generation of kids that uh that they're actually graduated from college or are, are graduating from college that have not known a world where the Patriots or the Red Sox, the Celtics or the Bruins have not won. Yeah, I just feel for those guys. It's a tough, yeah, it's and, tough. And, and for the L.A. fans, those long-suffering, long suffering, yeah. passionate <laughs> Los Angeles yeah. Ram fans. Got it. It's tough. Meanwhile, Kansas City is not going to the Super Bowl again. When was the last time they were there? Super Bowl three or five or Super something? Super Bowl four. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm it, just I just can't wait for uh, media day when they do media day from the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's always a freak show. Yeah, I mean, and, and like when you go into next NFL season this year, 
Andy Reid, you know, could go into the year saying, okay, you know, we changed quarterbacks, we were really good last year, and now we have a young gun that I, I, I think can lead us to the promised land. And six weeks into the year, maybe two weeks into the year, it was like really apparent that Patrick Mahomes was unbelievable. I think he's the best quarterback in the league. And now you have another long offseason. You lost another home playoff yeah. game. Like, But at least they got somewhat the, you know, the chip off the shoulder with the – at least they won one home game. Yeah, but – I mean, and, and you know I'm a big Andy Reid guy. If you're a Chiefs fan or you're looking forward to next year, I mean, you're going to bring back the same team mm-hmm. and try to do the same thing again – and hope the results are different. This is how I feel as a San Jose Sharks fan. For years, they've had this great core of players who never can get yeah. over the hump. Yeah. I, and, and I'm not suggesting that they change coaches, but how frustrating would it be to be that team? Ultra-talented, home games in the playoffs, that close, don't get there. All right, Let's take some time off, strap it on, and try to do the exact same yeah. thing again. Yeah, especially when you're arguably the best team in the What does it take for them conference? to get Le'Veon Bell? I mean, I don't know if they can afford it. They mm. still got Mahomes yeah. on a young contract. But, like, the the loss of a stud running back yeah. certainly sure. played a role. Right. No doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but what do you have to give up for Le'Veon Bell? And you That's probably the... can't actually pay a running back that much in this day and age. Yeah. That's going to be interesting to see. I mean, Todd Gurley's getting paid that much. I mean, think about that for a second. The Rams, and yes, they have a quarterback on a rookie contract. Yeah. But, like, C.J. Anderson is— But so are the Chiefs. Chiefs have a rookie quarterback. Yeah. But they're not paying a running back. No, but I'm saying— But, they right. also I, have but, a... but, like, if you believe the running back position has been downgraded, and it has, I mean, when, when guys like Philip Lindsley and C.J. Anderson right. are, are having success, I mean— the Rams have this unbelievable team despite paying Todd Gurley a whole bunch of dough and the production they've gotten him has been, you know, not what you would hope for in the playoffs and they're still in the Super Bowl. Yeah. No, it does it goes to show you the interesting part about the running back position, right? Because you still need to have a good running back, but you don't necessarily have to spend the money to get a good running back. Exactly. So what are we going to talk about on the podcast after? I mean, the, the week after the Super Bowl, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. Yes. Guess what? We're going to talk, talk about, about the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl like everyone else is. But then the Super Bowl is going to be over. What are we going to do then? Well, maybe we'll do what we did last year. We'll uh, we'll tell stories about our, <laughs> our lives. Apples. And apples and... Maybe we'll go see a few train museums. Yeah, that would yeah. be nice. NCAA tournament. NCAA tournament. Up. Uh, no, we got plenty to talk about. We got uh, the the life and times of Winthrop basketball. Uh, what else is going on? We know we're fertile uh, territory, and then of course spring training's right around the corner. So, so Winthrop played uh, at USC Upstate on Saturday. Yes. And we went to a restaurant, Wade's. Wade's. It was a classic a meat and three. Classic. Although meat we got castigated three. for not getting anything with gravy on it. Yeah, but we got castigated. After the event, yeah. If someone would like to send a suggestion, how many times do we say "bearded carcast" at outlook dot com? Hashtag bearded carcast. Don't tell us we're doing it wrong afterwards. Right. You know what the winter schedule is. You know exactly where exactly. we're going. We are happy to follow advice. Our friend. Now, Car- I, I would have guessed that the beef hash that I had would have come with gravy. I, I, I mean, I thought what we ate was really good. No, it was good. But, but like. Here's where we're going in the near future, wherever Winthrop goes. We're, we're going to Gardner-Webb. So our next trip together is going to be Charleston Southern? 
Right. But we already have a spot. Yeah, there. we go to Magnolia's there. But, but we can we change, it up. change it up. There are only about a thousand great restaurants in Charleston. We don't really need advice there. What we need advice for is Gardner Webb and Hampton. Right. That's where we need to know where to go. So, so if you're listening, Hampton, Virginia. Hampton, Virginia. Right. In Boiling Springs, North Carolina. Or, or Shelby, Shelby yeah. or, or, or something. Like, if there is well, a, I know the place to go. Uh, we went to the other Bridges. Red, yeah, red. The, you can go to Bridges Barbecue, but yeah. my guess is that there is somewhere yeah. that's a cool local Richard place. Walker will know. Yeah. So s- send us an email, send us a, a tweet, or get a hold of us, and, and we'll check it out. All right, so that's it for the Bearded Carcast. Thanks for listening, as always. Follow along, beardedcarcast at outlook.com is how you can email us, at beardedcarcast on Twitter and Instagram.